Hello, and welcome to Pedantic Handwavium, the podcast that tries to explain fictional worlds using science. I'm Simon. And I'm Jeff. Jeff. Simon. Uh, you have no idea what we're doing today, do we? <laughs> uh, I mean, do you have any idea what we're doing today? I do. I do. I came up with a great okay, idea. It's good that one of us does. <laughs> Like, no, I thought you were supposed to come up with the idea. Uh, <laughs> um, no, what I, my, my way of my new way of finding ideas is to go on Netflix and click on movies <laughs> and to just uh-huh. go until I find something that I have not done an episode on. Up I, until that a, point, it's not a bad system, it's a pretty good system because like Netflix is always on that cutting edge, they know. You know, they they got that SEO down. Mm-hmm, hmm Not good at figuring out which which shows to fund all the time. Uh, no. But, but boy, do they have that SEO down. Apparently, they're funding a show called That <clears throat> 90s Show, which is a version of that 70s show, but set in the 90s. And it's probably bad, and no one has nostalgia for it, even though it's set in the '90s. Exactly. However, they also Great. they also funded an anime that I've been very much enjoying called My Uncle from Another World, and it's very good. <laughs> Is it just Gravity Falls but Netflix? Because it sounds like it should be. No. So it's a it's an isekai story, but it's an isekai story after the isekai happens. So the guy wakes up from the coma. In into the like oh, the sweet. uncle wakes so up he's back into so <laughs> yeah. he got un-isekai'd? he got un- yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> which is is so very good I, it's very enjoyable uh, uh I might have to watch that yeah was, that's a really good concept it was recommended to me by a woman I was uh working with. We were talking about anime, and she was like, have you seen this? I was like, no. She was like, so pretty much, it's the opposite of an isekai. And I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) Oh, that's good. This is an anime that'll be interesting to nobody else except for people that watch anime. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like many anime. Anyway, so what I actually ended up encountering... uh, and I'm surprised we've never done it. And I was curious if it was going to be enough. I think there will be. Is mm-hmm. is uh, uh, is Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Okay. Yeah, because I was really like I've read the comics. Right. I've played the game. I've watched the movie. And and if you lived the life, and I've lived the oh I, yeah, I wish I had living in Toronto. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another thing I got very aware of was my accent and my inability to pronounce hard consonants. <laughs> it's just like I say, I say Toronto instead of mm-hmm. Toronto. Well, you just have to be more efficient. It's exactly. Softer consonants means you can talk more. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can talk more and I can talk longer. Yeah, who likes hard consonants anyway? You just wear yourself out. Yeah, exactly. It's just wasted, just wasted effort. It's like putting your car mm-hmm. into neutral when you're going down hills. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, don't do that, listener. It's bad for your car. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, well, I was gonna say, did you find this out recently? No, I know, I knew it's been. Oh, okay. There are uh, some people I know 
that do it and it's bad for mm. it's bad for your transmission it's really bad for your transmission because you're likely to go into reverse which will really mess up an automatic transmission <laughs> yeah yeah anyway yeah so where where do we want to well we got to describe what it start is start on this whole onion hey, jeff jeff how would you describe scott pilgrim uh it's a show and a comic book <laughs> Is it a show? And a video game. It's a movie. It's kind of like a show. <laughs> Except one real long one. It's, it's one real long episode. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so it's, um, it's a world set in, like, early 2000s Toronto um, about a guy who's just kind of a, like, college dropout. It's, like, he's not... In fa- is useful in any way. He's like in his late twenties. He's a bass player for a local band. I don't think he has a job. In fact, I'm pretty sure one of the he's a bass player in a local band. <laughs> yeah, that's I think kind it, of a job. I think there is a, a a a chapter where he gets a job and then immediately loses it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he meets this woman who's American. Um. Uh, and she like he like just like spends all of his time trying to date her um, mm-hmm. and it turns out that to date her he has to defeat her evil exes and uh, like you do hijinks ensue um, that's how you that's how you yeah, date any American you, woman you have to t- <laughs> yes you have to <laughs> defeat that's why I got mine so easily she didn't have any exes uh <laughs> Yes, that's how I got my American woman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so it's a world that's like very heavily influenced by video games and comic books. Um, But I think that's pretty much it. Right? You got it? Yeah. I think so. That's like the gist of it. Mm -hmm. He's dating a 16 year old. Anyway, is that what it says on the wiki? No, I know that I have no idea. It should say that in the wiki. I'm not on his page. I know that because that's like the whole knives chow storyline is that she's a still a high school student and huh. he like they don't sleep together or kiss or anything. Like he does nothing sexual with her. He just is like her platonic boyfriend. Hmm. Yeah. And people are like freak out. I guess about I didn't it. realize that. I never even thought to look into that. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a pretty big part of the story. Huh. I have no recollection of it. Have you ever read the comic books? I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, because you have the the entire. It's like volume four is all about Knives' father. Hmm. Like, I don't remember it. Hunting, hunting. I mean, I did read it like a hundred years ago. Hunting so that's Scott. Probably why. I would read it again. I think it's uh, it's a fun, it's a fun comic. It's it's a very yeah. I very remember f- it being a good read. Yeah, it's got a very fun, uh, fun kind of art art to it too. Everyone's kind of mm-hmm. like round and big eyed and bubbly. Mm-hmm. There's not a single hard character in the entire. That's not true. There's like three, and their heads are literal squares. Because <laughs> they're like this is that's how he draws like like strong people. Is he just makes their heads freaking boxes. Anyway, so I guess the uh, the first thing we should probably address, right? 
is this uh, is is Ramona's superpowers. Mm-hmm. So all we know about her is that Ramona being the the girlfriend that we were talking about. The girl, yes, or yes. prospective girlfriend. If Scott beats all of her exes, I, I think I think they start dating after he defeats her first ex, uh, and then okay, he has to con- to continue dating her. He has to continue to defeat exes. Mm-hmm. Um. So she has a power called subspace teleportation. I think it's just called hammer space. It's also it? it's that's also <laughs> kind of what it is. Yes. Yeah. No. That if if you noticed me making a noise when you were introducing the the concept, <laughs> it was me remembering that this is a thing that we would then have to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I was not happy about it. <laughs> There's. There's, uh, there's so, uh, uh, how do I say this? Completely, completely unexplained in the, <laughs> in the universe. Like, uh, I think, was it addressed and then unexplained? <laughs> yeah, yeah, addressed and then unexplained. Uh, is that, uh, Ramona Flowers has, uh, not do, not dominion, but like access to a, a something called the subspace, which allows her to have a bag that can hide her various weapons and uh, I was going to say personality Just anything, traits. anything that yeah, like she the, wants to put in there, like the power of love she puts in there at one point in time, <laughs> like you do. Um, but also her, her job, she does have a job is that she's a courier for Amazon and she can deliver packages very quickly, uh, Mm -hmm. because she has, can travel through space through this subspace. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so what do we, what, like, what do we think in subspace is? Uh, let me see if I can find a, a better description of it while you think. Of... Yeah, I feel like trying to trying to find any sort of explanation really hinges on how we are defining what this like hammer space subspace is. Uh, so first, the only way out of the subspace is through a door that leads to our reality. Door is a loose term since it could be a suitcase. <laughs> All right, so like an opening of some kind. Yeah, you have to have an opening in and out. Um, although it says it does say that a subspace door is not always required, as demonstrated by the effects of the glow, which we will get into. The glow is like a superpower <laughs> that two people have in the entirety of the show. Um, okay. uh, people, items, and mind subspace itself are based on the nature of the person's mind. Therefore, however, a person imagines subspace is how it will appear. And they say a good example of this is the there's a point in time where Scott Pilgrim has a dream where he's in a desert, and that's where he first meets Ramona. And she is using the subspace that just happens to go through his dream. And was her subspace... Like, were they seeing the same subspace? That's or a good like- question. I don't have two different perspectives of it. I think they had two different perspectives of it. Um no, actually I don't think they would have because 
Ramona's ability can go through other people's solid spaces. So I think she was going through Scott Pilgrim's subspace. Okay. Um, the third rule is the God rule. Uh, while mind subspace allows for others' own projected images of themselves to take on other forms, the individual whom the subspace resides in retains all power and control within said mind. And the fourth one is subspace at no time or interval vanishes from or ceases to be wherever it exists. So those, so, are, the, those are the things we have to account for. Right. But this sound. Um, let's break those down into bullet points so I can pretend like I haven't forgotten all of them already. So the first one is you need an opening. Yep. Okay. Gotta have Easy. an opening. Second one uh, is that the uh, per, the 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 subspace is uh, reflects the perception of whoever's subspace it is. Okay. Um. So like, you think it's going to be a desert? It is a desert. Matrix right. rules. Um. The third one is whoever subspace it is, uh, or for specifically for the mind subspace, uh, they control all. They control it. They have all the power. And then okay. the, the fourth one is that once subspace is created, it cannot be destroyed. All right, easy. Where do we start? Uh, so well, so it's <laughs> it seems like it seems like it is a like a physical manifestation of like the subconsciousness, right? Okay, yeah. If it's bound to a person and their perception, and they have full control over. But but you can air subspace, then it makes sense. But you can move physical objects through it. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's it's a toughie. So it's some like there would have to be some link between actual. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I'm just dying. Yeah, uh, between no, actual, <laughs> uh, like an actual physical space and how, like an information space. Like yeah, yeah. I because that's what I'm. So here's what I'm wondering: What if it's like a, a classic, you know, suicide machine? Um, <laughs> Where you and, just go to sleep and you go to your subspace and you go. Well, well what I'm saying is that. It's a classic suicide machine for the teleportation part of it. So, like, you go in, like, like you're using people's brains as, like, repeaters for, a while, for like, a radio signal, for an information signal, right? Okay. So, so you, like, appear in their brains as your, like, all of your information is downloaded and then transmitted through them. Okay. And then just your physical matter gets eaten up at the door that you went through to go into subspace and then you pick up whatever like leftover matters on the other side when you leave it exactly exactly okay bingo bango bungo i don't know so does this this is the question does this Uh mean that each of the subspace doors that has to that is the suicide machine that must be it it would have to be yeah yeah Yeah, it would have to be it'd be crazy otherwise that'd be ridiculous (laughs) Well, I mean, like, that, like, would be the threshold that, like, you have to, yeah, you're, you're changing, 
your like yourself so then what do we think is is unifying all of these brains because i i i'm going to tell you this right now jeff (laughs) i don't have the ability to see into other people's brains or communicate with it oh you don't i don't yeah i know this is a this is a really common i found a really common anxiety among particularly socially awkward people that there is a fear that everyone else has the ability to communicate with their brains and you're the only one who's left out oh okay well i mean i can so i guess i just assumed everyone else could as well i mean yeah and i think that's why huh. that because it's a, it's a correct anxiety that they have <laughs> <laughs> it's real because it is a thing that exists and no- only I have it. And yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, and only you, listener, are the only one who's not telepathic. Uh, uh, yeah. Good. What's a, what's a little healthy anxiety? <laughs> I think I was having a conversation one time with Jeff, and we were both just like, how are people just like not suspicious of their own thoughts? Like, how do people just like... <laughs> believe themselves like that's just such a bizarre concept yeah yeah it sounds like a conversation we've probably had several times like i just i just don't understand like how how do you not just like second guess yourself and be like how would i know this to be true oh that's called confidence <laughs> it's called arrogance i think uh <laughs> eh, tomato tomato it's true uh so, yeah, do we believe that, like, there's, like, uh, an underlying information highway between human brains? And if Just, so, like, what is, is it a made out of? collective unconsciousness yeah, do we believe that, like, everyone... isn't controlled by any one person or something? Yeah, do we think everyone in Toronto has, like, a hive mind? I mean, All I don't know if I would call it, like, a hive mind as much as, like... Uh, well i mean calling it a hive mind would then be that like they influence each other and can communicate i think there's just as like a medium that Ah. like each of their subspaces slash subconsciouses exist within like an ether and right and ramona's ability is to transit through that ether so you're you're doing like like kind of like field quantum field theory kind of idea where there's like a field excuse me of like consciousness right and ramona is able to like add perturbations to that to that field mm-hmm. what's a what's a word for perturbations that's not the one i'm looking that's not that i don't i don't know i'm just going to blindly agree if i'm honest with you like uh like waves or distortions. That's distortions okay. is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. It's just like an information field theory. Mm-hmm. Uh and that also kind of explains Okay. I was gonna say that that explains the, the suitcase. They call it a suitcase, it's for sure a purse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, what's a suitcase if not a large purse? But I don't think their purse is really that large anyway uh, in, in the comic. Her, yeah, uh, no, her purse is like the size of like a canteen. Mm. 
Yeah, I think it might be a canteen purse. Might be the name of that style of purse. Sure. I've never had a look up the different styles of purses. Uh, me neither. I know there's a clutch, which is one that doesn't have a strap that you hold on to. And <laughs> that I... You clutch. That you clutch. If you will. Then, yeah, I think there's a whole bunch of styles of purses. I, listen, I don't know. I don't really like purses. Um, I feel like pockets are better. <laughs> More a uh, pocket and backpack kind of guy? Yeah, a pocket and backpack. Backpack for sure. I've carried a backpack every day of my life since I've been like, you know, probably eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's great. But backpacks are phenomenal, guys. You don't carry a backpack. If you're like, backpacks are for children, you're an idiot. Briefcases are for idiots. Why? Because they take up a hand to use. I'm going to, I want both my hands totally free. I can, I can windmill down the street with a backpack on. Can you do that with a and briefcase? he's done it. I've seen it. Uh, so here's the second thing we need to address. Uh, and I think this is the, the big thing. People are listening to this thinking, how, how are they going to do this? Uh veganism <laughs> uh-huh veganism in this in this world and maybe in our world i don't know uh <laughs> gives gives you telekinetic powers okay okay there's kind of, there's two 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 descriptions as to why this is the case one is you know like a guy asks him like uh, Scott asked Todd, the vegan, how what, how does that work? And he says, you know all those curds and whey, will they go into your brain and they keep you from being telekinetic? So his idea is that everyone's telekinetic and only those who don't consume animal products. Because the animal uh, products gum up the... Uh, gum up the works. The telekinesis? Yeah, yeah. The other, the other explanation is that uh, vegans are just better than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh i feel like there's more to work with on the first explanation. <laughs> probably <laughs> uh, uh i yeah so so do we think do we think this is related to the to the information field theory that uh uh, uh proposed by professor uh uh Soul Train Conrad, or whatever your name was. Um, uh, Jorf Corndad? That's yeah. my Korndad. professional name that I write under. Um, uh, I mean, it. we can tie it into that. I can see a way that we can make that work. Which is? Um, oh, I don't, I don't oh. see a way. I, I can oh. see... <laughs> A means by which we can make it work. I don't have a specific way. Um, can, yeah, I was confused. I thought you were going to contribute. Yeah, no, I, I can see where I would confuse you and that I said a thing and didn't mean it. Um, <laughs> that happens remarkably frequently. Um, Obviously. <laughs> but yeah, so if we're working off of Animal products are gumming up your access or ability to access that, like, information medium. And, well, hmm, I guess we're going to have to unpack a little bit how all the well, telekinesis well, for them works. Like, is it just classic, just 
normal normal telekinesis. I, but yeah, I think it's just classic. You can yeah. kinesis things far away. Tele. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you can kinesis things tele. Much <laughs> like a television allows you to vision things tele. <laughs> yeah. The telephone um, so allows I you guess... to phone things tele. Sorry. What's that? <laughs> well, applying that to the, the like information field, uh, so... That would mean that the information field is able to interact also with, like, real physical space and not just contain subspaces. Unless real physical space is also just, like, a super subspace. Space, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of like... uh, It's like um, how in England, how England, like, the first floor is is the first floor up. Not, like, the ground floor. Right. Yeah. So, what I'm suggesting is that it's, like, a um, recursive thing between, like, the information space and real space. Where, like, they define each other. Like, maybe you have, like... interact with each other. Yeah, I like this. So, like, you have, like, two fields. The real space field and then subspace field. And then you have mm-hmm. like an orthogonal field, maybe let's call it O field, and mm-hmm. it when you disturb or you have like disturbances in one field, it is carried through the O field to the other field, right? And so you need to, but you have like like loss of energy, so you need to have enough of a disturbance in one field to affect the other field. Right, it's like it's like it's like having a okay. string connected mm-hmm. to a string connected to a string, and you have to pluck one mm-hmm. string, and like yeah, sure, it's gonna like vibrate through, and you might be able to perceive it at the third string, but like mm-hmm. only if it's like a really good pluck. So like people who are vegan because they have such little animal product in their brain, they have a deeper understanding and a deeper connection with that information subspace. So or I it. think tying it back to like what you're saying, where it's a string connected to a string. Um, I think it's more, it could be more like different animal products affect those different, like kind of tethers and kind of different yeah, strings. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, it, so yeah, yeah. It, 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 they, they gunk up the like connection you or, or your, your like, your inherent subspace field, mm-hmm. and once and those, you need like a real clear oh, yeah. signal to, to like to be really, able to reach yeah, out. really fucking pluck mm-hmm. that string. Yeah, I have sworn so many times now. Yep, <laughs> and it's fine. I'll try and edit this out. <sighs> Clean comedy tag. Hey, until I get an email yelling at us about it. I'm not gonna do anything about it. <laughs> that's that's it's good to know. <laughs> I I like this. I think we've done a pretty a pretty bang up job of thinking of a good explanation for a telekinesis. Yeah, no, world. I didn't think we would get there, but because telekinesis kind of fell like, into place. Yeah, it's like one of our hardest. It's like one of our hardest aspects of topics the world. to yeah. to approach. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think it is. I think I like the idea that it's just like 
there's like a mid a midfield that connects the two mm-hmm. um and that goes along completely with the the fiction of the world cool well i guess what we will move on to are the various musical abilities that exist in this world okay so uh, scott pilgrim decent bass player not great (laughs) does his best does his best uh gets in two musical fights uh one against uh, uh, X number one, Matthew Patel, uh, and he summons a magical shield that mm-hmm. um, defends him and the rest of his band against, sorry, a musical shield, not a magical shield. Uh, <laughs> well. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to to uh, uh, defend against Matthew Patel's demon hipster chicks. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like there is so much, particularly in the comic books. There's so much that happens, mm-hmm. and it's not a, it's, it's six volumes. It's really nothing. And like the the movie skips over large portions of the story where they're like, yeah, this wasn't worthwhile. <laughs> um, so that's one thing. The other thing is that when he fights the Kobayashi twins, which what are their names? It's not Kobayashi. Something else. Uh, I'm not gonna try and pronounce that. Uh, maybe I will. Katayanagi. <laughs> gonna take a run up. I think it's Katayanagi uh, twins. Um, I, there's no I'm pronunciation for this. Kata, because it's or it's kata. Katayanagi. Yeah, it's it's like Katayanagi. cutting. It was that like cutting serpent. Kata, Yanagi. Katayanagi. Yeah, you just take it syllable by syllable, bud. Okay, I got it. That's how the alphabet works. Okay, well, that's untrue. That is so untrue. I, Japanese phonetization is a jumble of garbage. It each character is a syllable, my guy. Oh, <laughs> you that take is it true. Two letters at a time, more or less, and you'll get there. Oh, I guess it does work out. I mean, well, it works out in this case. It works out in most cases. Hmm. Un un untrue. Uh, TSU is one and it's three letters. That's why I said in most cases. Anyway. Uh, so they are able to use their, uh, music to summon, uh, robots? Uh. Hard to say. It says they're award-winning roboticists. They're award-winning roboticists. They also fight with martial arts. And they also fight with their music in the comic book and in the movie. So both martial and musical arts. Yes. And also robots. <laughs> Can't forget the robots. <laughs> so so I guess we should start with what the musical shield. It's okay. got to be able to stop demon hipster chicks. Right. Is it like a shield like a like just a 
directional, like a shield that you would like wear on your arm, or is it like like an omnidirectional like it's like force a, field a, kind a, of thing? A, a, omnidirectional force fields. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Uh, there's a clear clarification was needed. Yes. And it is said to be powered by the power of friendship, courage, or and whatever. Um, <laughs> Let's call the and whatever just sound waves. General good really vibes. Loud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you think that you think that it's like a it's like a pressure wave? Yeah. That they're emitting. I mean, that's the easy out if you want to take it. I kind of like that. I do. Well, I am wondering why their eardrums aren't exploding. Because <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's amplified. Like, they're behind where it's being amplified. Oh, okay. So you're saying it's... So it projects out. Okay. So what you're saying is that without moving the air... And without reflecting back on them, there's just a wave, a high pressure wave. Sure. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I'm seeing is that if this is a pressure wave, I'm seeing a bunch of people with their lungs on the outside of their body and their eardrums exploded. Well, how many people are in the room when he does this? Uh, I mean, there's at least seven. Well, beans. Are they on the inside or outside of the force field? They are only one is on the. There's seven on the inside. There's an entire crowd on the outside, <laughs> and they their lungs and kidneys and everything weren't exploded. Nope, nope. Does not seem so. Hmm. Several of them continue to be characters in, in the comic book. <laughs> Uh, no, but I like I get your idea. I get it that it is a a sound wave of some sort. Mm-hmm. But I am just thinking, what if it's like? So here's here's a question. Uh, you know the like um, that kind of, the kind of like Big Bang explosion theory. It's not a theory, but like like. Um, I, hypothesis it, not even hypothesis it, it exists a it is thing just like, that a guy said one time <laughs> there you go yeah that the guy i think that a guy said it one time. the uh, the outside of it is is what is moving the fastest so like you know how fast the okay. universe is expanding by measuring the speed of expansion at its edge um right which which should be terribly the, easy to do I'm sure. Well, it's also you can do it for explosions. You know how fast a, an explosion mm-hmm. is expanding by measuring whatever like particle or wave is at the edge of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if, if there this is an accelerating wave. So it's not a wave that like went off and then is going right. It's a wave that started off very mm. small and is now. It's got a. Um, Listen, if I was allowed to show you the calculus of this, it would make a lot of sense. So it's got I like would beg to differ as I someone would, who has not looked at calculus in a very long time. What, what I'm saying is that it's got like it's got like a constant radial velocity. 
Okay. So, but because it's spherical, you get the the area is increasing uh, by a by a cube. Okay. So so even with constant radial velocity, your outside particles are speeding up to compensate for the increasing area. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if that's what it is? So where they are, it actually it's a very small sound. But once it gets to like a bubble shape around everybody, it's fast enough that it can be a shield. Okay, I like it. The issue is then how? <laughs> well, like what is bounding it? Like, hmm. I don't. I don't know. Unless it is just a... like an instantaneous thing. If it's sustained, then it becomes more of a, a pickle. To, to have to chew into. Hmm. Ah, uh, that pickle. Chewy pickle. Right. Uh, so I'm trying to, like, I know I've done this. Yourself. Oh, no, I've done this mathematical <laughs> problem before in fluid dynamics. Okay. And it was a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, because normally what you have is a, is a slowing down of. So maybe that's what it is. That's not how that works. Constant. So, oh, ooh, 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 idea. Maybe there's, like, energy input and it, like, maxes out at where, like, the the bubble is most effective. And then it, like, loses energy and peters out by the time it hits anyone else. So they still have insides. Here's my idea. Like, uh, like, uh, like a, a beach ball, right? Right. Uh, constant area mm-hmm. in constant radius um that's what i meant to say it has a constant areas and so the radial speed has to dramatically increase if it was the way i said before that'd be the opposite it would slow down because i had to re go through the problem that i had done <laughs> five years ago in my head um right so but what's i'm saying like what if they create a ball of pressure that's just real Real knobbly, like real uh, wavy and like walnutty, and you know what I'm saying? Oh what's, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. What's the name? What's the name of that of that texture? Uh, I think walnutty is right. <laughs> it's walnutty, <laughs> <laughs> and so like as like I, as if it were like a beach beach ball, as it expands outwards, it like kind of creates like a tension and like uh like uh you know what i'm saying what about that but with this with air with uh sound like i'm saying like a membrane of sound that is a constant area that gets stretched out over them so that once it reaches that that you know critical point essentially it's like tension and its velocity outwards is so great that stuff gets rebounded off of it okay it's real brainiac uh, garbage going on here, my man. <laughs> I like. I just, I still don't know what would like be bounding it, other than it's like ethereal. They all turnut qualities. <laughs> <laughs> they all turn inwards, right? And they play their music into the same spot, into the same walnut, into right. the same walnut, and then once they stop playing. And that's the bounding force. The walnut expands. 
rack. Okay, so they're like it is bound by like the energy that they put into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like a compression system, hmm. but it's just right. got it's just got real like it's just got the surface area it would normally have if it was a sphere covering them all. So it's like a okay. it's like a walnut shaped. It's like a walnut shaped ball of energy. <laughs> oh my god. I've been working too much. <laughs> like I like the idea. I like I'm so close. So <laughs> close to it. Um I really like how you're dragging this episode out. It's really it's it's quality is quality <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> Well, it, like because because my descriptions well, have man, been walnuts flawless. are just a real tough <laughs> nut to crack, my guy. Um, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's 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 like it's like it's like it's got a lot of it's like wrinkly. Wrinkly is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> like old people or elephants, or they walnuts. have walnuts. I would describe walnuts as wrinkly. Yeah, they're definitely they're not like a Brazil nut or like a like a is that like a macadamia nut? It's like the real smooth ones. Chestnuts. I mean, there's there's lots of kinds of nuts. That Chestnuts can be are smooth. real smooth. Peanuts are kind of they're they're pretty. Uh, oh, they're, they're also like wrinkly too. Oh, that's true. I forgot. They're not. They're beans. They're not. Uh, they're not nuts. Right. Aren't almonds also legumes? No, I'm well, not almonds, sure. almonds are on trees. They for sure are nuts. Right. So are pistachios. Anyway. So are we sticking with the walnut shield theory? Is that I, what we like? I liked. I like it. I think it's great. Right. It came from we'll, me, which I'll means let it it's go. better than yeah. anything you've done. <laughs> You're uh, entitled to that thought. <laughs> listen, listen. You're just upset because I came up with so many good analogies: beach balls, walnuts, uh, other those things. same two things several times. <laughs> Listen, the best analogies need to be explained over and over again. <laughs> for it to finally sink in. Yeah. After for it to you be... browbeat your conversation opponent, I feel like, at this point. No, you're not my conversation opponent. You're my conversation <laughs> slave. I've already browbeat you. Right. <laughs> I am dragging you I am obligated this. to be here. <laughs> you are dragging me. Kicking and screaming through this podcast episode. Yeah. yeah, you're my conversation child. You're like a you're like a <laughs> child in like the game section of Walmart. And I am the adult being like no just with a broken neck staring straight up at a TV screen playing demos. Exactly. And I'm dragging you and I'm like, No, we need to go to the bath and body section because I need towels and shower rings. Man, I sure hope you have a destination for this one because I don't know what to work off of. Uh, of what towels and showers? Are we just gonna continue with this metaphor until uh, no. we browbeat it like the walnut one? Nope, 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 nope. What we do have <laughs> is the power of love. Hey. Uh, so this is a. A so here's the thing about this. <laughs> I like. We haven't even scratched. You the surface. open up with so here's the thing. It's just it's a lot to a lot of surmount. 
Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to explain stuff the best I can. Okay. Sometimes so explain to me the power of love. So in this world, people have skills and and proficiencies. Okay. The power of love is a sword that gives you plus two guts, plus three heart, plus one smarts, and plus one will. Okay. It's just a sword. It's just the power a sword of love. Okay. But it's a it's a it's he gets the he gets the ability to use the sword because he took the proficiency back in grade school. So right. I'm saying we kind of have to explain why video game point systems work in the real world. I mean, that's how it works in the real world. You're just quantifying your skills. Okay, so you think you think that like but like what I'm saying is like I could never gain like say I didn't take proficiency. I don't know what proficiency well, I would have taken. That's because you have to leave a level floating so you can drop in unused skills and proficiencies later when you need to. But what if I don't You're do that? already max level. <laughs> I'm already max level. <laughs> uh, say I don't do that. Say I take a proficiency in, I don't know, dressage. And, okay. Um, and I'm like, well, I don't really like dressage. I really want... It hasn't come up in my life. Yet. <laughs> yeah. It, exactly. I would like to respec, please. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, but I want to learn how to make a skateboard might be a more useful thing to learn how to do. Okay. I don't know how... Like, are you saying I could never learn how to skateboard? Because the information is already taken by my ability to dressage. Right. I mean, you could, like, learn the basics, but you won't be able to get a skill point in it unless you take it from something else. Or if okay. you get a level. Okay. See, this seems like this This doesn't reflect the world because I feel like if I practice night and day, uh huh, I could learn how to skateboard. Even yeah, though I may also... So busy learning how to skateboard you're gonna forget how to do dressage as well okay okay i say what you're saying you're saying that that the respec is automatic there's no like switch sure yeah like yeah we can approach it that way like you have a maximum number of skill points that can be allocated and they're just like dynamically shift as you use those skills so it's kind of like a, it's like a, a Fable Three or maybe a, a, a what's that game with the guns and the people and they're funny Borderlands. Thank you, uh, or like a Borderlands <laughs> One or Two gun skill kind of system. Uh, kind of, sort of, maybe closer. I would think closer like closer to, to like, the. Fable side, yeah. Where yeah, like because... as you do a thing, you get better at being able to do the thing. Yeah, and that if you switch over to a different thing, you're not quite as good as the old thing you were good at. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I even brought it up. 
Jeff, I have just I have given you the real world, and you just smacked me right down, and said, <laughs> and handed nope. you the real world back, and you and said, this me, is numbers. Yes, you. This is the. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, this is numbers. <laughs> this uh, is why I never understood it before. Yeah, because well, because numbers only are hard. To proficiency in numbers. If only I, I thought I had. I thought. Going to school for engineering would do that for you, but nope. Yeah, no, that's just proficiency in Excel, bud. Well, I'm actually... It skips, it skips right over numbers. <laughs> just the ability to use them. Uh, I do think it's very funny. I am an expert in Excel, and I hate it probably more than anything else. <laughs> uh, thank you, Q Squared, for giving me that expertise. Uh-huh. It has uh not served me at all. Eh. I don't know what Maybe you're Maybe foundationally. Do. I don't think so. Alright, fair enough. I don't live your life. I mean I think I think so like basic Excel, sure. Anyone that's useful for anyone. like uh, Oh, yeah, no, once you want to do, like, more involved things, there are way better tools. Exactly, exactly. And I I already had those skills and tools. I just needed Mm -hmm. Q-squared to not bug me about getting my, like, eight hours of whatever, self-fulfilled prophecy or training or whatever. Yeah, one of those two. (laughs) You have to get eight hours of a self-fulfilled prophecy. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> oh, beans, alright. <laughs> so I'll head back towards Mordor. Uh, so th- I, I'm gonna say that that's... that's uh, we, have, we have milked this for all it's worth. I can't really find a good <laughs> thing. Apart from... I mean, Ramona Flowers is really strong. But maybe I feel like she's just really strong. I, I feel like yeah, she, she could just be a strong lady. Yeah, she works just, for Amazon. Exactly, she's just a strong lady who works for Amazon. I don't see. I'm starting to realize that many, much of this could just be explained by um, the existence of the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, thank you for listening, listener. Sorry, this was kind of a short episode that we didn't get much done. Well, I think it's like a normal length for us. It's a little short. Solid, solid average. That's a little short. Mm, all right. Our our average is to like disagree. our average is like an hour, but we could really mm. draw it out if we wanted to. Like, I mean, if if it's already milk dry, we don't have to just keep going. Speed that that only hurt everybody. Really. Slowly. Yeah, you know where I said it would hurt everybody. You're you're starting to do that. Well, I mean, it's... <laughs> spiritually, spiritually, slowly, it's painful to me. I know. I get you. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I I like it when people speak at my my pace, and I only wanna, your pace. I want to strangle people when they speak slower. Yeah, no, for sure. People what need to learn how to finish faster. I'm fine with that, actually. I I edited these podcasts at like 2.5 speed because I hate oh, that only how slow sense. we talk. Yeah. 
Which is why I upload them at six times speed. <laughs> Which is why we have no listeners. <laughs> no, just the listeners who figured out how to do <laughs> slow down X playback. <laughs> Only on some podcasting apps does this podcast even work. <laughs> cool. Um, well, you can find us on the internet at pedanticandwavemeon.com. But wow, that was not words. Pedantic. I, it was close to it. <laughs> .com. Um, you can contact us on Twitter at pehandwavian. Well, for as long as Twitter exists, is the thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else do we do? We can you can send us show suggestions. We like that because. Yep. Listen, guys. I'm tired. <laughs> Netflix is only so deep. <laughs> it's only so deep. Yeah, I only, I've only watched so much on Netflix that I actually know what it is. <laughs> uh, what else? Joe Shopcheck. Joe Shopcheck did our theme music. Yeah, that's and, great. Um, I don't know. You got you got some Jeff? Uh, no, that was it. Um, oh, you like the yeah the like words of wisdom. Now, I, I'm you? gonna do yeah. I do like um, the words of wisdom. Uh, leave some skill points floating. You never know when, I, where you'll need them. That's a good point. Yeah, you don't need to like. Yeah, yeah. Don't waste your skill points. It's it's, it's you know respecting is expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good. That's a good word of wisdom. I feel like that's the only halfway wise <laughs> word of wisdom I might have come up with so far. I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I appreciate the half-hearted attempt at <laughs> to try building mine. up my confidence. No, you did good. Maybe one time, I think, kind of. <laughs> Well, here's the fact. I can't remember any of them, so. <laughs> but you'll remember this one. Yeah, well, it's because I already live by, by most of them. So this is mm-hmm. one I don't live by, so maybe I'll remember it. Well, I hope so. Yeah, me too. So if there's anyone who's ever needed extra skill points, man, it's been you. Yeah, Jesus, my man. I am. I've been, like, scraping the barrel. Of my my skill points for a long time. It happens for like basic things too, like showering daily. You know. Yeah, no, like you don't think you need to dedicate the points to it, but you really do. You really do. Yeah, learning how to cook more than pasta. <laughs> Having sustained conversations. All of these are things that I just neglected, and I really shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> Learning, uh, learning how to be a chill dude. That one's tough. Yeah, I actually think I got a lot of. Like, that's where I spent most of my points. Uh, so Just I'm a being real a chill dude. I'm a real chill dude. I think that's how that's that should be on my business card. <laughs> and cool. that's it. Just uh, that's, yeah. Real chill dude on eggshell white. Here you go. <laughs> An eggshell white, yes, <laughs> embossed. It'll be like it'll be like an impre- like you can feel it. Yeah, it'll also be in braille because listen, you got to be inclusive. Yeah, you got to twenty twenty three. Come on. Yeah, and it's not going to be in Times of Roman. It's going to be in Calibre because it's the easiest one to read if you have uh, an. Uh, it's going to be in Courier New and only Courier <laughs> New. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
None of this papyrus. None of this wingdings. Yeah. It's going to be easy to read font. Anyway. <laughs> Do we have anything else? Is that it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. you have any parting shots? No. I'm tired. All right. Well, Simon's going to go take a nap. I'm going to wish all of us well. Good night, everybody. We love you. We'll catch you next time. Eventually, we'll make yeah. another episode. It's good. Hmm. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>